deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there, and no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Good morning, everybody here at KZSM.org. Uh, you're listening to Swamp Ass Uggos. I'm your host, Jordan Pilkington, and with me, as always, is... Um, say say fem- it out loud. Hooters femboy Lexi Morris. <laughs> I have big boobs and whiskers for some reason. <laughs> it's femboy Hooters. <laughs> you can only pay in Bitcoin. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, we're a topical podcast, mm-hmm. radio show. Welcome back to another wonderful episode of Swamp Ass Uggos. Uh, normally, I like to start the show off with a little fun anecdote that's happened this week. Uh, I did not have anything fun happen this week. <laughs> so instead, I just have written in my notes, say something fun that happened. Anything fun happen to you? No, not a thing. Nope, been cooped up. Uh... Fleetwood has learned to jump higher than ever before to places we did not imagine he could That's get to. true. Yeah, our, our cat Fleetwood cat has dis- uh, figured out how to jump on, on the kitchen cabinets mm-hmm. from angles we never thought he'd get to. There's no. only for him to jump on in between. He's got a pretty good vert. I'd say that's like, what, like six feet? I think he could get a scholarship if he wanted to. If he tried. Um, but also... He could he, ball for real. He could ball for real. I think he could be the real deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but he doesn't look when you have talent you have to have the work ethic to support that that's true or else people with less talent and a harder work ethic they're gonna outshine you and that's, that's gonna true. be all on you that's very Cat. True. well it's not something fun that happened this week but uh, I do have a story from work um, so I went to go make a sandwich for breakfast as I do I work at Panera Bread um, and I saw this this girl I work with her name's unimportant <laughs> Um, her parents hated her. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we're getting there. Unplanned. Um, and so she, uh, uh, I'm making a sandwich, and she, she has her hand in front of her mask like she's gasping. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, oh, hey, wh- what's wrong? You look like you read terrible news. And she said, my mother got married on Facebook last, or my mother got married last night, and I found out over Facebook. Oh, no. Right? Why did that happen to me? <laughs> Why did I have to ask at that time? <laughs> yeah, your life sucks so bad. I know, right? <laughs> you, yeah, because you asked her. Mm-hmm. Well, at least she didn't get married on Facebook. That's true. Her mother didn't have a virtual wedding. Going Just once she didn't invite her daughter to. Oof. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Would uh, you be more upset to not be invited or more upset that they're having a... A Facebook wedding. A Facebook wedding. That's mm-hmm. true. Um, what's worse, getting married on Facebook or getting married in Vegas? Mm. I'm going to say Vegas. I think Vegas, too. But I have a, I have a, an absolute disdain for the city of Las Vegas. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just, it's... Because you're, you're, you're a nice little Catholic boy in and that it, same it, city. Exactly. It, it, it goes against everything I believe in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hate... I don't believe in casinos. I don't think they're real. <laughs> so the fact that there's a city dedicated to them, it doesn't compute. Uh, we're not talking about Vegas this week, though. Oh, this man. This week... <laughs> sorry to disappoint... <laughs> Uh, this week, we are talking about something called atmospheric beasts. Okay. You ever heard of them? Yeah, climate change? That's very funny. Thank you. <laughs> uh, joining us in the studio today is Fleetwood Cat. Hop up, hop up your son. Anyway, atmospheric beasts are the strangest of the flying monsters from ufology, cryptozoology, and astrobiology. According to eyewitness reports, these beings are, apparently, living creatures, but they break all the rules that biologists apply to living organisms. They appear to 
be able to levitate without any need for wings, as well as their bodies, as well as having bodies depicted as semi-solid, often partially invisible. Partially invisible? Yeah, so they're, they're, uh, they're beasts that live in the sky, and mm -hmm. I don't mean birds. Right. Because um, people have seen, like, they look like whales, kind of, or jellyfish. Mm -hmm. Just like a couple thousand feet up. So not clouds either. Not birds, not clouds. Not clouds. Okay. Clouds, yeah, not clouds that live in the sky. Mm -hmm. It looks like a jellyfish. Oh wait, it looks like a frog. Oh, oh wait. Wait. <laughs> wait. That one kind of looks like ice cream. <laughs> Cuz I mean, semi-solid, like mm -hmm. what's partially the rest invisible. Of it? That's a cloud. <laughs> yeah. Uh many atmospheric beast sightings were originally classified as highly unusual UFO reports. Noted Bigfoot author Ivan T. Sanderson devoted an entire book to the theory that many UFOs are actually extremely low-density animals native to the clouds. One of the most famous atmospheric beasts is the Crawfordsville Monster, sighted in Crawfordsville, Indiana in 1891. Uh, so this guy wrote a book about how he thinks that UFOs aren't actually alien spacecrafts. They're just very, very thin animals that get caught in the, the winds and, and they ride the clouds. Okay, so they're just so thin that they're swept up? Mm-hmm. Okay, I guess I could see that. I can get behind it. Mm -hmm. I don't know how they'd survive or eat or hunt. No, but that would be so... It would be funny. so funny. Uh, every time there's a gust of wind, just a bunch of birds. Birds just, just get swept un away. Not yes. even birds, like a dog. Yeah, <laughs> just any thin animal. Mm -hmm. Snakes? Not Fleetwood. He's too big. No, he's a. He's Please a, stop eating the wire on the microphone. Come on, son. <laughs> I'm not talking to the cat. I'm talking to Lexi. Sorry, I, I didn't get to eat lunch before we did this. Um. He insisted on being up here. He did. He liked. It. He wants to be part of the of the of the uh, program. Mm -hmm. And yet he has nothing to say. He has nothing to contribute. Put the microphone in front of his face. See if he has anything to say. Here you go, boy. You got anything to play with? Nope. <laughs> 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 Went right nope. in his mouth. No. <laughs> As we were talking about. One of the most famous atmospheric beast sightings is the Crawfordsville Monster, sighted in Crawfordsville, Indiana in 1891. The citizens of Crawfordsville described a violently flapping thing with a flaming red eye 20 feet long and 8 feet wide. Descriptions of the creature vary, with some accounts suggesting that it had no head and others describing it as having glowing red eyes and hot breath. That's so cool. Right? Just a fucking eye worm mm -hmm. floating around. It's the coolest thing that's ever happened in Indiana. I know, right? Can you name anything else that's ever happened in Indiana? Um, uh, a race? No, it's Chicago. Oh. It's Illinois. What? Wait, what race? Indiana? Wait, the Indian? No, the Indian? The in no, that's Illinois. No, the Indian? <laughs> 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 the, the, the Indian? The, the, <laughs> Accounts generally agree that it is a large rectangular creature, possibly eel-like in appearance, with several undulating fins down the sides of its body. I hate the okay, word undulating. undulating, yeah. That's a disgusting word. What is, what is undulating? Like, um, kind of like f flapping. Oh, that's weird. Like a, like a... I guess that's why they said undulating. Like a pulsating back and forth. A flapping, pulsating, pulsating fin. Yeah, where mm. the... Where the the red eye worm goes? Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. The red eye, the one-eyed monster. Mm. Um, during a reported second appearance, witnesses described the creature as writhing and squirming, and producing a wheezing sound as if it were in pain. One of the strangest accounts was when a Methodist pastor named Reverend G. W. Switzer, and his wife also saw the animal. The creature writhed as though in great pain, squirmed in agony, and sounded a wheezing, plaintive noise as it hovered at 300 feet. That's a loud-ass worm. Yeah, no kidding. It's in pain? It's, or it sounded like it's in pain? It sounds like it's in pain. It just has like a wheeze, like a... <laughs> but it could be laughing. It could be laughing. It could be it's laughing. Up in, it's up in the sky laughing at all these yeah. <laughs> losers in Indiana. <laughs> 
got to have a pretty big set of lungs on it to wheeze or laugh so loud at 300 feet. Well, it's it <laughs> seems to have a lot of uh, physical abnormalities to it. I'm sure <laughs> big lungs is not out of the question. Yeah, in addition to everything else wrong with it, saying it's got big lungs is the, is the most normal thing you could say. Yeah. Speaking of how it looks, what is strange about the creature is that it has an eye in its mouth, three jaws, and it appears to be a cyclops. Three jaws? What's the point of three jaws? I don't know. Like, like, uh, like he, I saw um, someone did fan art of the Crawfordsville serpent. Ooh. And it was like an eye that had these like three flaps with teeth covering it. Oh, okay. Very strange. Uh, it also had feathery protrusions coming out of its sides and back. Interesting. Mm hmm. This is a creature of, of every single characteristic. Like, yeah, right? You just, you keep spitballing just keep stuff. Just throwing everything at a wall. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe it is a cloud. Feathers. Because they flying. keep seeing eye. all this other bullshit on mm -hmm. it. Eye, eye and mouth. Feathers mm -hmm. on back. Three jaws. <laughs> flapping. Pulsating. It's laughing. We should have recorded this episode outside, laid in the grass, and looked up at the sky and said, Lexi, what do you see? And you say, I see an undulating <laughs> fin that wheezes and laughs at me. And you're like, that one's a satellite. Dang it. <laughs> I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> cut that it joke ended. out. <laughs> One policeman described an encounter with this creature that had supposedly happened while bicycling. <laughs> the thing felt like a soft blanket and smelled like mildew. What? After it rubbed against him, it floated away. This is a police report? This is a police report. It was one of the most terrifying experiences he had ever had. I'm gonna cut that one out too. Man. <laughs> this one isn't live. Seems like you can go to Indiana and report anything. Yeah, right? Uh, he was convinced that the thing was a living creature. It, it is kind of nice though. Kind of went up to him, gave him a little kiss on the cheek. Yeah, I just rubbed up against him. Smelled, smelled like, like mildew. mildew. Mildew, a, a, a wet blanket, mildew smelling. Mm -hmm. The thing about the girl with the high school that was kind of like that. Mm -hmm. Real big and giving people hugs. Yeah. Look out on Valentine's Day. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? You don't want to be caught. Yeah, I'm talking about fellas. Fellas. Fleetwood. Mr. Cat. Mr. Cat, you know what's up? His eyes are half open. He couldn't give less of a shit He's that we're recording right now. He has nothing but hatred in his heart. Um. In the Shetland Islands, atmospheric beasts are known as it and are thought to be cloud animals of some sort. Just as the sea has its own life that is often hidden from view, it is thought that the clouds form a, vat a vast atmospheric sea far above us and that it is merely an animal that is native to the clouds. Those who report being physically touched by atmospheric beasts often say they felt as if they were being licked by an enormously soft tongue. Aww. Ain't that sweet? That is kind of sweet. Mm-hmm. Give him a little smooch. Smells like mildew. God, what more could a... That cop's lucky. You know what I mean? <laughs> Some people go their whole lives without ever getting licked by mildew tongues. Mm-hmm. That's on my bucket list. It's not fair. <laughs> it's not fair, Lexi. What do they have that we don't? <laughs> Uh, and uh, we'll be right back. I'm an alligator. I'm a mama, papa coming for you. I'm a space invader. I'll be a rock and rolling bitch for you. Keep your mouth shut. Just walk like a big monkey bird. And I'm busting up a brain for the world.
Also, heads up everybody, uh, there's a new show coming out next Sunday on January 10th called The Pork Walks at Midnight. Uh, the spiritual successor to Roscoe Taylor, the Tallahassee Tween. This is an improv-based noir comedy show where every week uh, detectives solve a case. So if you like all of those words, Those things mixed together. Yeah. Tune in every Sunday at 9 p.m. right before Swamp Ass Uggos. Created by Mitchell Odin. Tune in at 10 p.m. for our one-hour recap <laughs> of the pork box <laughs> at midnight. <laughs> yeah, we're going to rebrand Swamp Ass that goes to uh, uh, How the Sausage Gets Made. Yeah. <laughs> the, That's ta good. Talking That's the good. pork walks at midnight. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Oh, the talking pork. <laughs> the, talk, the, 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 the pork, pork talks at midnight. midnight. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. The pork talks at midnight. Hell yeah. And we're back! Thanks for tuning in to Swamp Ass Uggos here on KZSM.org. I'm still your host, Jordan Pilkington, and with me is Smexy Morpus. I hate, I wish that would die. <laughs> one day when I'm in charge, one day when you're, when you're pumping my gas in, <laughs> in the state of New Jersey or the other one. I can't remember the other one. Yeah, Jersey's the important one. Unimportant. Yeah. One day you'll be pumping my gas in New Jersey, and I'll call you. Uh, Horton Pilker Snatch. That's pretty good. Mm -hmm. I used to send my assignments like that in class. What? Whenever I would, because whenever I'd have like a screenwriting assignment due, mm -hmm. you have to put like the title page. You'd be like, mm, "This is my story by whatever," and I just always wrote Jordy Pick Pinker Snatch. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they never knew the difference. Yeah. Anyway, they're like, "Oh, I have been saying it right this whole time." <laughs> I knew that was that fucker's name. Uh, as we're talking, we're talking about atmospheric beasts today. Sky beasts, not birds. Not birds. Not birds, maybe clouds. Maybe clouds. Now, for those who believe, atmospheric beasts are very fragile and lightweight creatures who are either native to Earth or are aliens that came from elsewhere. Those are literally the only two options. <laughs> They're either from here or, or there. Not. <laughs> By the way, everyone, my source for today is the Cryptid Wiki. Oh, awesome. So that explains all the typos I have to, to, to correct as I'm Just reading. working through it. What? That means anyone can edit that page? Mm-hmm. If the latter view is taken, aliens, that atmospheric beasts are sometimes thought to have originated in the atmosphere of some other planet, but they can also be thought of as originating in interstellar gas clouds so that they are, in effect, aliens without a native planet able to swim through space. That's super cool. Right? They have no home. They have no home, but they must wander. I'm not a I have bird. no home, but I must scream. <laughs> I like that idea. Space whales. Mm -hmm. That's cool. I think there's a couple episodes of Star Trek that handle that. And another of a... Uh... Uh, Legend of Korra like that. Is there really? Well, oh, the spirits. Spirits spirits swimming in the... In the sky. Let's not pretend that whatever you're describing could be a spirit. It's got every... It's got everything Every else. aspect of spirits. It could be anything. Mm -hmm. It smells like mildew. Mm -hmm. Lixia. Mm -hmm. It's like Haunter from Pokemon. That's the one with a big tongue. Oh, okay. You know That's why me. I said Elixir. You know me. Big nerd. Big, big... You know, super knowledgeable on Pokemon. Lexi Moore nerd. <laughs> Believers generally consider atmospheric beasts to be non-sapient, so that even if these creatures did originate somewhere other than Earth, they still don't count as sapient extraterrestrials. They're just animals. Okay. They don't have thoughts. But they don't have thoughts. They're just like, yeah, they're just like interstellar jellyfish. Oh. I kind of wandered in and got caught in our sky. No thought, only lick. No thought, only lick. <laughs> That's me when you know when. Me and an ice cream cone. Mm -mm, mm -mm. In various eyewitness accounts, atmospheric beasts can change their density, becoming smaller, harder masses that are usually metallic in color, or they can become larger and cloud-like, even to the point of invisibility. 
That's so cool. That's a that's a diet plan I could get on. Mm-hmm. I become big and invisible so no one sees me, mm-hmm. or small and hard. <laughs> Would you rather be big and invisible? Or small and hard. I'm already invisible while I'm wearing these glasses, you know, little brown hair. That's very little brown funny. hair glasses. No but you take me. it off and it's basically a makeover. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everyone, everyone at the half price books goes, <gasps> "Who's she? Who is she? We still don't know. She's wearing a mask. Whoa, <laughs> who is she? She's going to the self help section. Oh my god! Oh, she's, she's bu- really changed. She's buying an awful lot of books. There must be something really wrong with her." <laughs> oh my god! She's cleared out the entire <laughs> section of self help books. There's nothing that's not wrong with her. They can't all agree. In some reports, they may glow. They may glow? Mm-hmm. When we can see them? Mm-hmm. Atmospheric beasts may roughly resemble whales and are sometimes called air whales or clout beasts. Believers think that the atmospheric beast's normal habitat is high in the air, and they might die if they ever touch the ground. Okay. A lot of rules for these beasts, I think. They're always playing the floor as lava. <laughs> I don't. What about the ground would kill them? I I don't know. Maybe it's the the. It, it, what is it? Air air pressure? Air density? Well, they can they they still come down sometimes. I mean, there's reports. Rose got a crash. Getting licked, you know. Yeah, yeah, they're coming down at some points. They can wipe at least out. At three hundred feet. Yeah, I mean, it could be pressure because it's. I mean, it, maybe they just can't touch anything. But mm-hmm. if it feels like they're being licked, that could also be some sort of, maybe it's not them. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe it's, it's us. Maybe. <laughs> well, you know, if someone licks your elbow, you don't notice it. Um, but if someone doesn't lick, lick you, your elbow, you, you know, you also don't you notice. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, uh, uh, I'm the, I'm a scientist. Atmospheric beasts. That resemble clouds may engage in behavior that is thought to be impossible for a real cloud, such as squirting a stream of horizontal water at people through lips, or being far too mobile and animate for witnesses to believe it was just a patch of fog. Oh, come on. Oh, come on with that sentence. Oh, Piss- pissing on. on people. Oh, come on. Look, Lexi, Squirting I don't make the rules. Lips. I just report the news. Yeah, this is... I'm a journalist. Yeah, this is front page of the BBC. This is the hard-hitting news. Uh, watch out for semi-solid cloud beasts. They might squirt on you. They might squirt on you. Through ya. their lips. Who knows? And it may or may not glow. <laughs> you know, if you don't pee after, it's going to be a whole to do. Well, yeah, that's the whole thing. You know, if, the, if, these, if these atmospheric beasts don't squirt water through their lips afterwards... It's gonna burn. Mm-hmm. It's gonna. They burn. could get a, a, a cloud TI. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The yeah. The U. <laughs> a cloud tract infection. <laughs> tracks. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, very good. The more solid kinds of atmospheric beasts, like the Crawfordsville monster, mm-hmm. may have mouths, eyes, flippers, and other features, but these body parts are generally arranged and shaped in a fashion that looks utterly alien. More like an ocean invertebrate's body plan than any animal we're used to seeing on a daily basis. Okay. So it looks like God's deviant art, basically. <laughs> well, that's that's kind of par for the course with... The with, ocean. <laughs> with the ocean, yeah. Whenever they're like, hey, new fish, mm-hmm. we're like, oh my God. Holy shit. It's like if you played Spore. <laughs> yeah. That game where you just kind of create creatures and mm-hmm. evolve things. These monsters. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. There's you nothing, play God. There's nothing. Yeah, that game where you play God. Um, there's nothing that you could describe that I wouldn't be like, ah, yes, I can make that in Spore. Yeah, right. It, this one would be super hard because of the sometimes not being able to see them and glowing. But I mm-hmm. think the rest of it. The you f- could make something small and hard in Spore. Oh, I yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy, have I can I. make a couple. Of <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. What a disgusting disgusting species this would be mm-hmm. right tastes pretty good though yeah do you think uh you think if someone offered you um a very expensive like a uh, cut of bison like a bison burger mm-hmm. would you rather have that or a um, cloud beast caviar cloud beast yeah i think i'd go with cloud beast caviar 
Because I can, I can kill a buffalo myself. That's okay. <laughs> sure. I'll kill a buffalo with my bare hands before I pass up a, a chance to eat some cloud beast. Given enough time, I guess you could. I, I just feel like it'd be slippery. I feel like it'd be more like fish. The cloud beast? Cloud beast, yeah. Well, yeah, so they're very similar to ocean creatures. If it smells like mildew when it's alive, what does it smell like <laughs> When <dead>? it's dead? <laughs> it's just worse. Yeah. You know, I'm so glad you talked about it being dead, because it is said that when atmospheric beasts die, they fall to Earth as a gelatinous mass that may resemble a green, purple, gray, or iridescent jelly that evaporates into nothing within minutes. Ooh. Mm-hmm. A little bit of lime jello. A little bit of lime jello, yes. Maybe they don't take like taste like fish. Maybe they taste like jello. Maybe. This is supposed to explain a type of anomalous event, uh sir, which is Welsh for rot from the stars. This phenomenon is also known as gelatinous meteorites or star jelly, and reports of it come from around the world. Okay, that's kind of cool. Mm -hmm. Also, I don't know how to say this word. It's P-W-D-R-E space S-E-R. Pwidrisur. Pwidrisur. That sounds more right. You know a little accent. What was it going to be? It's Welsh. Welsh? So it's basically gibberish. Pwidrisur. 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 Is a meat watch talking? Talking about star jelly took me down a fucking huge rabbit hole. Really? Oh, yeah. Because there's a lot of reports of that, it seems. All over the world. Well, because I'm like, what the fuck is star jelly? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I looked it up, and it's just like pages of like like real news reports, not just mm -hmm. cryptids.wiki.com. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, um, there have been reports of it for centuries. Oh. Like, at almost like 1,500 years. At least. Wow. John of Gaddensden, a 13th century doctor, mentions Stella Ture, which is Latin for star of the earth or earth star, mm -hmm. in his medical writings, describing it as a certain mucilaginous substance lying upon the earth and suggesting that it might be used to treat abscesses. That's super cool. And is he French? Cool. Uh... Get Gaddesden? Mm -hmm. I don't know where that is actually. Let's look it up. It might be Stella Terre. Get no, it's Latin. Hmm. Gaddesden. Nope, it's in the UK. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Notorious for hating the French. Ooh. He'd kill you then himself if you ever called him French oh, to gosh, his face. My, my apologies. Oh, my apologies, Mr. John. I had no idea. Um, I think I'd be a little upset. If I went to a doctor for like open wounds mm -hmm. and he put some slop he found in the dirt inside of it, I, called it star jelly. I think I would be uh, honored to have such experimental medicine <laughs> used on me. It should be like serving under George Washington, you know? <laughs> they didn't, well, you know, because before they crossed the Delaware, there were all those people with smallpox. Oh, right. And he would take the pus from the smallpox and then put it in the soldier's cuts so they'd have an immunity. What a smart man. Did your mic become unplugged? No, I'm just playing with a cord. Oh. I'm playing with the extension cord. <laughs> with a different one? Okay. Yeah. When you said it's it's it'd be like serving under Washington, I was like What? In, 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 what, what, way? in what way? <laughs> in what way? You lose your teeth. <laughs> you chopping down cherry trees. I know, imagine the it, it's like flubber. You know what I mean? That's how. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm picturing. I'm picturing. That's basically what it looks like. Moon flubber. Yeah, I can you know, show you some pictures. Nickelodeon slime. Let me look up star Who jelly. Ooze it and goose it on me. Don't ever say that you again. You heard me. Ooze it and goose it on me. Say it again. Ooze it and goose it on me. Look, this is star jelly. This is a call to action. Look, it's. <gasps> that is that is what it, yes. You want that yes. in your body? Yes, I really do. I think you'd get pregnant. Hey. <laughs> You live and you live and learn. <laughs> yeah. uh, a 14th century Latin medical glossary has an entry for uligo, described as a certain fatty substance emitted from the earth that is commonly called a star which has fallen. Similarly, an English Latin dictionary from around 1440 has an entry for a slime, 
with the Latin equivalent given as a sub, a rendering of Arabic ash shahab, also used in medieval Latin as a term for a falling or shooting star. Okay, so it's a general consensus that it is jelly from the stars. Jelly from the stars. Mm -hmm. So someone called it starry goo, starry star. Starry slime. Starry slime. Mm -hmm. Man, which means slime of the stars. Starry was the uh, was the dormant that you lived in. Oh, you (laughs) used to a different starry slime. I'm familiar. I'm familiar. (laughs) Starry slime. It's all over the showers. Everyone, everyone who would ride down in the bathroom stall who gave them Starry Slime. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but the reason that they all call it like uh, like the fallen stars or whatever is because a lot of these uh, reports of star jelly was there'd be a shooting star, like a, a meteor shower, and then they would just find it all over the ground, mm-hmm. like beneath like where they saw it. Mm-hmm. So they kind of put one or two together. What the fuck is this shit? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, good on them for figuring it out, because mm-hmm. I don't know if, if I would have at that point. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, uh, I think I'd be capable of a lot of things back then if I wasn't so addicted to my phone. <laughs> You'd you know, figure out what yeah. slime is. Well, because, you know, you don't you don't see your, na- your neighbors, like, go off to market for, like, two weeks. You mm-hmm. know, they died, and you didn't even know. And you're, right. like, waiting for them to come back. You're, like, where's my friend? And they, like, died. Right. Uh, so at that point, I would, instead of getting on Twitter, you know, I just stand outside and like wait for stuff to happen. That's very so, fun. Just investigate. Yeah, there's a shooting star, and I'm like, I got nowhere to be. <laughs> Let me go walk a few <laughs> miles in that direction. <laughs> uh, my favorite term for it that I found is um, there's a, a, a slime mold uh, in, in Veracruz, Mexico, that they call Caca de Luna. Mm <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Which, in case you're wondering what that means, <laughs> it means shit of the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the translation. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a couple examples. When the shit, shit from hits the your. Sky. <laughs> <laughs> That's a more, right? <laughs> I got a couple of examples. So on November 11th, 1846, a luminous object estimated at four feet in diameter fell at Lowville, New York, leaving behind a heap of foul-smelling luminous jelly that disappeared quite quickly. Mm -hmm. And in 1954, Philadelphia policemen reported the discovery of a domed disc of quivering jelly, six feet in diameter, one foot thick and an inch or two near the edge. When they tried to pick it up, it dissolved into an odorless, sticky scum. This incident inspired the 1958 movie The Blob. Ooh. Right? But also terrifying. Right, yeah. I wonder if anyone took any pictures of that. Phil, if I, I'm gonna look up Philadelphia policeman blob and it's it's gonna be something completely Ugh, different i'm worried for those searches <laughs> it's just gonna be the police chief of phil mm-hmm. philadelphia blob 1950 it's just it's just the overweight police chief that everyone bullies that's very funny well i didn't find it but i did find a bunch of drawings of the blob okay and a scr- uh, um and a pdf of the intro to the x-files logo well we can take all of that as um Supporting Fact. details, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Any any deviant art is welcome <laughs> in this investigation. But you anyone listening, if you want to draw fan art of the Philadelphia Blob, please send it into uglyswampstories at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. And if you have any blobs of your own, send them in. <laughs> send them into <laughs> uglyswampstories at gmail dot com. <laughs> Uh, on the evening of November 3rd, 1996, a meteor was reported flashing across the sky of Kempton, Tasmania, just outside Hobart. The next morning, white translucent slime was reportedly discovered on the lawns and sidewalks of the town. Ooh. Yeah, there was one theory I found about what this, like, icky, 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 sticky glue is. Icky, vicky. Icky, vicky is. Um, some, sometimes scientists think that it's like, uh, like frog vomit. Kind of. Okay. Like that frogs kind of like cough up these hairballs sometimes, mm-hmm. and that's what's getting left behind. Mm-hmm. And some of them that they find do have frog DNA in it, but others don't. Interesting. So it sounds like that's a something that is 
real that scientists are attributing to things that aren't that. Right. It seems like a well. It seems like a fine lead to follow. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could also be possible that a frog would wander into it and get eaten. And yeah, it could mm-hmm. be poisonous for them. It could. It could be acidic or something. Mm-hmm. Frogs it's also, dissolving the frog. Yeah, frogs also have a kind of translucent belly sometimes. That's you know? true. So I feel like the the DNA of a frog and whatever makes their their you know them so translucent skin so. Do thin. you think frogs are invisible? Yeah, yeah, I've never seen a frog. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen one so clearly. Um, but also, man, if I saw that on the sidewalk, I would want to pick it up and save it in the freezer like snow. That's Did your family ever do that? Disgusting. No, because well, my family's it, from the East Coast, right, so we it don't... It does actually snow there. We don't, <laughs> we don't need to save it <laughs> like family heirlooms. I forget, I forget that it's, it like regularly snows in a... Most <laughs> most places. That's so. F- we you, you put it in an urn on the mantle like grandma's <laughs> ashes. We um. Well, I'm I'm from McAllen. McAllen has had snow twice in. I don't know if this is uh, an overestimation, but a hundred years. Mm. It never ever snows in McAllen except one year in 2004. It snowed. One year in 2004. One year. In 2004, is when it's <laughs> happened, um, it snowed, and then the same time it snowed in San Marcos, I believe it snowed. In McAllen? In McAllen. That was a big snowstorm. It, it was... It was Covered the entire state of Texas. Yeah. It, you know, that was... Uh, you that know. was pretty cool. Was that 2017? I think so. That was yeah, nice. Yeah, that, that must have been it. I hope it snows this year. Yeah. That'd be, that, that'd be, that'd be pretty nice. Mm-hmm. It's the least it could do. Right? Well, it's already January. So you know, I might. Get, well, I don't know. It's been getting in the thirties. Yeah, but it's not not enough to snow. I don't mm-hmm. think. Yeah. Well, I guess I'll save myself the dignity of putting it in the freezer since everyone doesn't think snow's a big deal. I'd fucking laugh at you. <laughs> I would. I would pick it up and throw it at you. I guarantee we still have snow in the freezer at home. I guarantee you. Why? It never snows. For, you've had it from two thousand four. Duh. <laughs> Stays frozen, idiot. You've it's never lost power. That's what freezers do. Well. Actually, I guarantee you, you there's take, a bag you could, somewhere. You could take ice to like a cheese grater and make your own snow. Uh, we have a shaved ice machine. Exactly. We don't even need that. A cheese grater. You could take ice to a cheese, cheese grater. grater. It's basically <laughs> snow. Or an ice grater. Idiot. Stupid. Stupid. Dumb. Who called you the expert, moron? <laughs> <laughs> we'll cheese <be> grater. <laughs> we'll be right back after this. Ever wonder what goes behind the scenes when you're buying or selling a house? Tune in to Real Estate 101 with Selena Henderson, the rock star realtor, every Sunday at 8 p.m. right here on kzsm.org. That's true community radio. All right, uglies, welcome back to Swamp Ass. <laughs> most fun I've had ever I'm gonna get a beer do you want a beer yeah I can do that now (laughs) give me a beer welcome back to Swamp Ass Legos here on kzsm.org this is recorded live in San Marcos Texas today we are not in our studio today Jordan and I are recording at home to uh be safe uh that also means we get to drink on the job since we're not going anywhere oh yeah baby today we've been talking about atmospheric beasts such Mm -hmm. as the crawford worm thing crawfordsville worm crawfordsville worm i've changed the second word of that every single time i've said it i called it the crawfordsville worm the crawfordsville serpent the crawfordsville cloud beast yeah it you know it might as well be a notorious unnamed serial killer in, old, in old-timey London. <laughs> the, the way every the, Crawf- media- the Crawfordsville BTK. <laughs> the way that like every like small newspaper is trying to like get their own name to catch on. Mm-hmm. You know. I know what you're talking about. Jack the Ripstick. Jack the Ripstick. <laughs> the other thing about that with superheroes, because like in a lot of movies, the way that like they get their name is like because they don't want to have a scene where a hero is like what should i call myself because that's a little lame in 2020 mm-hmm. 2021 um, um they have uh, like the newspapers give them a name mm-hmm. be a little embarrassing if they gave you something bad right yeah that's a plot in the flash in season one mm-hmm. um they, yeah don't they call them like the blur? they call them the blur oh, <laughs> for like the entire first <laughs> season 
Yeah, they call well in Arrow. They keep calling him the vigilante the hood, right? in the hood. Yeah, which are terrible names. I think it's like I don't think it's as bad as the blur. Oh, the blur is awful. But it's 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 fun that the name of the show is just Arrow. And Arrow. He doesn't they call never himself call him Green that? Arrow almost ever. Well, doesn't he go by Green Arrow in season five? It once once there's like he has a big team mm-hmm. and he's like stepping away there's from the public. There's a couple different bow and arrow heroes they have yeah, to differentiate. Exactly. There becomes another arrow. And so it's like, well, the green arrow, the red arrow, the, you know. That's very big funny. The arrow, the. Speaking of blurs, uh, in the later decades of the 20th century, the atmospheric beast theory had been almost forgotten. Serious investigators usually stayed away from it. But today, interest has peaked, mainly because they now seem more plausible after the recent discovery of a related phenomenon, air rods. Air rods? Air rods, also called flying rods and sometimes referred to as sky fish, are something like crop circles in that even some skeptics believe in their existence. The only question is what they really are. Ooh. Invisible to the eye, they are picked up by cameras all over the world. So what an air rod is, is you take a picture of the sky and you see a blurry line that seems to be like swimming in motion mm-hmm. as you take a picture of it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's why I said speaking of the blur. Speaking see, of I the have blur. this all planned out. Wow, just the, the foresight. Mm. Good God. The style. <laughs> style points. Uh, air rods might not be made of matter. Perhaps, what are they made of? Perhaps they are made of electromagnetic fluxes or some other form of perhaps energy. Perhaps it's just thoughts and prayers. <laughs> perhaps. Perhaps every air... One like equals one air rod. <laughs> perhaps air rods were the friends we made all along. It is possible that an electromagnetic flux of, of the right sort would affect film but not be visible to humans. Right, right. If this is true and air rods are alive, they would be the first living creatures of that sort we have ever discovered. That's so cool. Or it could just be a trick of the lens. Oh, that's cool. Uh, it kind of, talking about air rods reminds me of um, orbs, like mm-hmm. ghost orbs. I think I've talked to you about them very briefly. Yeah. Um, it's when you're taking like a video or a film and you just see like a ball of light just kind of like shoot across the screen or mm-hmm. float or do something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people think that they're like ghosts. Yeah. But they're only seen on camera. That's so cool to me that we've made technology that's able to see things that we're unable to see with mm-hmm. our own eye. Yeah. Because, you know, forever, seeing is believing was mm-hmm. the, the, the only notion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's like entire spectrums of light that we can't perceive. Yeah. So who knows what else is out there? Some kind of being that exists so like solely like an ultraviolet uh, wavelength. Mm-hmm. I think that will open up um, a lot of possibility for ghost hunting and mm-hmm. you know spiritual seekers. God, I hope I'm not ugly and ultraviolet. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's not an HD. <laughs> it's like uh, you like Thirty Rock, right? Do you remember the I joke where Rock. Tina Fey walks in front of the HD camera? And her face is just like covered in like craters and, and like band aids. Yeah. Um, Spiritual orbs be like hush fives. The tennis talking. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! Speaking of, uh, if you get your mind blown by cameras picking up things, uh, uh, I would love for us if we could get a spirit box. Do you know what that is? No. It's a little device that. Um, circles through radio waves or radio frequencies incredibly quickly like a couple like a dozen like every second right Mm -hmm. um they're on ghost hunting shows a lot yeah yeah they were Mm -hmm. on buzzfeed buzzfeed and solved ghost adventures uh so yeah so you press start and it's just cycling through and you ask questions out to like the spirits or whatever um and you'll get like answers from it and because it's cycling through all these stations so fast if you hear a word or a sentence, it's not from any station because it wouldn't be on that one station long enough for you to hear that. Mm-hmm. 
So it'd be like, how did you die? And people go, I was murdered. Mm-hmm. That's not from any station. Yeah, it's like, that's it's not a, an immaculate coincidence listening to, you know, 94.5 mm-hmm. The Rock and 96.2 exactly. <laughs> Energy. Like, there, there's no way it's a coincidence. Mm-hmm. Um, Unless they were all at the, every radio station at the same time. Same time, <laughs> just said, I was murdered. <laughs> And they're like, mm, coming up on the half hour, I was murdered. <laughs> I know that we have, get out, <laughs> leave. I was listening to the radio earlier today. Congrats. Thank you. I love it. <laughs> I was listening to the radio. Support radio. I was listening to the, <laughs> I was listening to the radio earlier today. And... Um, you know, local, so Austin, Austin area. Mm-hmm. And uh, the DJ, um, he's fading in a song. It's got a long intro. It's Madonna, right? And he's like, uh, Austin police uh, say that over the weekend, <laughs> someone burned their burned their house down <laughs> on accident, Killing of course. three. <laughs> on accident, of course. Uh, 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 well, fortunately, you know, the accident did not involve any of the other neighbors, but it did uh, come out to a total loss in that house. <laughs> yeah, the total loss is about $275,000. And then it's Madonna's Material Girl playing. That's Something. so, and I that's was, so I, funny. It was amazing that he chose to play Material Girl. And, and the last thing he said was, yeah, this guy's out $275,000. <laughs> and it's just Madonna talking about how she hates broke boys. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I got one last thing to talk about tonight. And I've mentioned them a couple times because people have described Atmo Beasts this way. Mm-hmm. They are called Atmospheric Jellyfish. Atmospheric jellyfish. Mm, and it is exactly what it sounds like. They're giant jellyfish sighted in the sky. But these are a real phenomenon that even NASA has talked about Ooh. and has pictures of. Um, because according to NASA, these creatures may be the result of space debris reflecting off of the northern lights or the plume left by a rocket taking off. Mm. However... NASA has also launched 60,000 jellyfish into Earth's orbit (laughs) during their from undersea to outer space experiment. So maybe they're just trying to cover up their tracks. Oh my God. Because they did this mad scientist experiment that went horribly wrong and now there's 60,000 mutant jellyfish up in our skies. That's so incredible. Also, terrifying what a press release that must have been. <laughs> good lord it's amazing all the things that we are completely unaware of yeah right like how uh uh there's like a like a, a nuclear weapon that fell off a plane like somewhere over kentucky yeah and like just, just crashed rolled out yeah. yeah yeah insane yeah uh and up next we have the director of nasa with a press conference <laughs> uh, i'd like to apologize to the american people for unleashing <laughs> jellyfish upon our skies mm-hmm. yeah i mean everyone st- you get ready stay ready have a full bladder just just in case of the jellyfish in case, yeah but wouldn't it be so amazing because jellyfish uh right they have no brain they have no brain no brain they have like no so organs not, at so all not sapient mm-hmm. just animals just animals um or maybe it's an intelligence we can't begin to comprehend yeah maybe we can't perceive maybe it's no thoughts only like pure evolution yeah pure vibes jellyfish are all are the epitome of no thoughts just vibes yes i mean what if they what if they were in the sky and they were just like this is still water you know what i mean like (laughs) can't tell the difference yeah they're like this is still they go into a cloud they're like oh the water the water oh oh, cool oh it feels great they could be they could just be floating around up there Mm -hmm. swimming they're i mean they're basically like we mentioned at the beginning at the top of the show their animals light enough. Maybe the breeze just picks them up. Mm-hmm. Another translucent animal. I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. I'll tell and you if what. they want to, they can get small and hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> how I like my jellyfish. Mm-hmm. Small and hard. Small and hard, baby. Small and hard. Small. <laughs> Would you? <laughs> Would you rather? Um, 
have your okay let's say let's say you contribute to society in any way and then you (laughs) (laughs) just imagine imagine for a second that you have contributed to society hear me out you're worth uh any thought at all and they name a they name a high school after you Uh would you rather be the jordan and this is not your Mm -hmm. right okay so like the jordan pilkington jellyfish Mm-hmm. This like the sky jellyfish or ground jellyfish, you know, mm. whatever, or sea jellyfish. I guess it's not really ground jellyfish, or the like Jordan Pilkington, uh, uh, sky worms. Oh, like what would I want my mascot to be? Yeah, but you can only choose choose between those options. Yeah, from like any of well, I guess any of the Atmo beasts. Atmo beasts. But that's kind of those are, those uh, are the contenders in my mind. Yeah, the the. Either a, a lovable sea creature uh-huh. that also can go to the sky, uh-huh. or just the three-jaw, multi-teeth, eye in mouth. Eye in mouth. Yeah. I'm going to go with that one. Yeah, the, 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 the Pilkington... You know, I changed my answer. Uh, the Pilkington Star Jellies. Okay. That's ours. Uh-huh. And our mascot is slime <laughs> that we dump on the ground at every football game. Oh, I would love to, like, w- you know, like, win the district tournament and like <laughs> dump like a gatorade container full of, of, slime, of slime like the nickelodeon choice awards yeah. hell yeah the nickelodeon choice awards you could be uh the morris cockadalunas cockadaluna shits of the moon uh yeah that's about it for today um thank you all for joining us this is our first episode of the new year new year new uggos cheers cheers get the get the there we go. Um, nice little clink. Nice little clink. Yeah. Thank you so much for ringing in the new year with us. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode. And feel free to look back at our previous episodes on Spotify. And Stitcher. And Stitcher. I always say I'm going to put us on iTunes, but I keep forgetting. Hey, you know, we can only do so much. Um, it would take two seconds. It would be no work at all. Adrian, if you don't want to get a high school named after you, just say so. Leaving you the Atmo, Atmo Beasts behind, <laughs> if I could choose a, a high school mascot, I think I'd go with the Locomotives. Mm-hmm. I think that's a cool idea I for a sports team name. That's really amazing. Because there's so many things you do with trains, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We've had this conversation before. Yeah. And I think it's so cool, and I wish it was mine. I wish it was mine. <laughs> it was my idea. After you said it, I was like, dang it. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Anyway, if you have any idea for... Uh, uh, high school mascots or sports team names please email us at uglyswampstories at gmail.com we'd love to to hear from you Mm -hmm. uh bye 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 now Uh...